Welcome to the Superman and Lois Lane. I'm Steve. I'm Blaine. So we have a special guest here today, a close friend of mine, Jay Jameson, writer, Superman and Lois. What's up, Jay? Hello. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. (laughs) So just so everyone knows, Jay wrote episode seven of Superman and Lois, Man of Steel. So everyone freaking out over that reveal (laughs) <laughs> he's the <Yeah>. person <laughs> responsible man. for the for that episode man steve so steve saw it before i did jay and he's like blame i don't know how much you know about superman stuff but man i'm okay okay i'm not even gonna say anything and then just like keeps <laughs> keeps like eat like ooching closer and i'm like are you gonna are you gonna just tell me or should i just like what he's like just watch it just just watch it i wonder if you know man i wonder if you know and i'm like yeah, man, I know, I know who Steel is. You know, <laughs> like, I, I think I texted him like mid mid thing. I, so I've got a long running thing. I don't know if you've listened before, but I always I thought in like the first episode that he had like that he was a bigger dude because I think he had like a fatter head. I think it might have been just like the 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 suit pushing his, his like head up. So and I was like, dude, he's gonna be a beefcake. Like, he's a big beefcake dude. And I'm like, Shh. it was because it was Shaq. Everyone knew it was just, that was what it was. <laughs> That's what I saw in the first episode. It was Shaq. <laughs> that's amazing thankfully he's a far no, better actor than Shaq yeah <laughs> listen no I'm not standing for any Shaq slander I oh, love dude, Shaq yeah. no I love Shaq um, Shaq if you're listening to this I would love to have you uh, yeah. on the show Plus, <laughs> was. And I'm 100% like serious I, I've like already bar. I've already planned out a whole a whole arc for Shaq so I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm sure you I will not stand for any Shaq slander whatsoever. Sure it's it's one not of the sh- most dominant centers <laughs> in the history of basketball. Yeah, um, he is a, a great brand ambassador to a number of products. Uh, <laughs> no, he's great. He also does a lot of like so like social awareness. Uh, he is against uh, underage binge drinking. And amongst many other uh, charitable oh, wow. accounts, that's where uh, he met my my mom. Was also part of a, a, a program that was against underage drinking and binge drinking. So she met Shaq there. Uh, so yes, so I, am, I am. Uh, I am a Shaq fan. Shaq, if you hear me, if if, if somehow this gets to you, uh, we would love to have you on the show. Um, the way the way a lot of people don't know the way jay's brain works but the way jay's brain works he probably has thought out an entire arc to have shack on the show (laughs) before anyone has has set that up so i i actually believe you i i no that like i've already talked to todd about it the showrunner like (laughs) we 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 want shack on the show so that's i'm just (laughs) i will not stand for shack slander I will not stand for it. Uh, Blue Chips is amazing. Um, Blue Chips is good. Kazam, that was a good one. Kazam, Inside the NBA. You mean the one uh, it's been a while since I watched the first Steel movie. I was I was a child, uh, and so it, it holds a special uh, place in my nostalgia-filled yeah. heart. So, Me, you know. I, I, it wasn't a Shaq quote, but there's a quote from that movie that I use on a very regular basis. Which is when I get surprised by something, or I go instead of just being like, "Huh," I go, "Well, I'll be dipped in sh- and rolled in breadcrumbs." 
<laughs> Wait, I have to I have to bleep that now. <laughs> well, that was a good luck. Oh, man. this I'm is. Sorry. <laughs> You're forcing I'm glad me. you told me because I was. I you know I be I, I've been known to. Well, yeah. If you, if you do it on accident, you know, like, I can I can bleep it out. But Blaine should know better than to just drop it. I had to drop the quote five minutes it, into pod. It wasn't an f bomb. Steve, he's quoting. Quoting the movie, Steve. It's relevant. It's art. They say damn and hell in the show. Like <laughs> we do, but yeah, big, big, big fan of Shaq. So, anywho, oh yeah, good. Any, oh man, so I, yeah. I have, so, so we normally go through like a big like rundown of the episode and stuff, but I guess this is just kind of a instant reaction. <laughs> I guess we're, yeah, we're we're going off script. It's my dream. Yeah. Steve's always sending oh, yeah, me over I, outlines, and he's like, "Do you read the outline?" I ain't reading. I, I have a script of questions, but I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, Blaine, you want to just go back and forth? You want me to ask a question and you ask a question? Go that would, for that I'll, spit, I'll spitball random. off you. I'll just right, spin we'll, off. We'll just, we're just going to be jumping around the timeline here. So, when, uh, in, these are questions that I know, Jay, that you know I know the answer to, but people don't know the answer to them, and I want them to know your story. So. Uh, Three so, screen uh, questions. <laughs> Jay, nothing from me. <laughs> nothing from me, Jay. <laughs> when, when did you know you wanted to do what you're doing? Um, I guess you know when did you fall in love with with storytelling and re- and realize that this is what what you want to do with your life? Uh, yeah, so I got into like I always wanted to be a writer of some sort, um, like since I was young. And my initial, you know, initially I thought it was going to be you know novels, maybe comic books, you know. Um, but I always loved reading, always loved uh, uh, writing. And then when I was a teenager, I went to this film camp in uh, Virginia that was sponsored by uh, Tim and Daphne Reed. Um, and I just fell in love with the process of filmmaking. I wrote, uh, I wrote a script and, you know, we had like our little team, you know, we made this little short film that was like, you know, really dumb but fun you know it was like behind the scenes of a movie studio uh and um and so from there i just got the bug and i just i just wanted to 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 make films and um i you know a lot of my early friend films starred uh steve <laughs> Uh, oh wait, are we not using last names? You get to bleep oh, out your last name, Steve. Yeah. I'll probably have to. Bleep. Are you? <laughs> we 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 have like like it's one of those like if they're gonna be able to in... track you down. You're like Dude, if you're like Jason, if best friend. If there's any internet like, sleuths yeah. out there, they're, they're gonna they be know to who we are. Yeah, it's it's it, probably it's, they can yeah. figure it out. <laughs> like that's, that's out of the bag. The worst is the. You have you have the worst secret identity in the world. So yeah, like, yeah. kind of like kind of like Steve, like glasses, a doctor. <laughs> yeah, like I will say though. I, I mean, people talk about the glasses, but like uh, I I I was in a room with Todd, our showrunner Todd Helbig, for like a year, and he wears glasses, and like so you know I I got used to seeing him with glasses, and then during the the special that aired after the pilot. He right. didn't have glasses on, and it took me a good thirty seconds to recognize <laughs> who he was. I was like, "That voice sounds super familiar," because I've no, like I've seen I saw him every day for almost a year, 
<laughs> but then without glasses on, you're like, I was just like, who is this man? So, I mean, you know, Todd being in, in uh, uh, a method showrunner and trying to just person firsthand exemplify uh, how well that, that glasses disguise can work. Um, showrunning. But anyway, also uh, uh, Google Zoe Deschanel without glasses uh, and tell me, tell me tell me if you recognize uh, that person <laughs> so you know just just to oh, defend i don't can't, I can't really I actually, I know what you're talking about all that's of these weird things. yeah right yeah. so anywho um so i started making short films uh with like with my friends and like i would just do everything i would just like write direct and edit them and then my all my friends would act in them uh and i would screen them at these like monthly film screenings called project resolution um, where you could get like feedback from an audience. It was like you just show. It was like a month. It was like an uh, open mic for a film, and you would just go screen your film and then like do a Q and A. And like there'd be other filmmakers there, random audience members. And that was kind of how I started developing, you know, my voice, um, some of my relationships in the Richmond film community. The people I met there are like the people that I worked with or have been working with on my own films. Um, you know, all these years later. So, uh, so yeah, so I just, I just, you know, you know, for a long time, so I just kept, kept at it, went to undergrad at Hampton University, was an English major, and just made films on the side, music videos, whatever. Then I went to um, American University for, for uh, film school to do my master's. And um, for a long time, I really thought I was going to be, uh, you know, like I was trying to be like the indie writer, director, like who just made films in Richmond. So I was trying to be like the, like the Robert Rodriguez of, of Richmond, Virginia, you know, or it's just like, I'm just, just doing, doing my thing, making low budget films and working my way up. Um, but eventually uh, I got into uh, TV. Like I, I just really, you know, started loving the, the kind of the long form storytelling, like, and the, also the collaborative nature of, uh, of like, I mean, being TV, in a writer for TV did just like get a lot better and more cinematic, like over the past twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say uh, the thing that I would say about like television, like when you really look at it, though, is like I think there are more great shows, but there have always been great shows. That's true. You know, even even like beyond like this golden age of television, where they like it, it did kind of come from like you know, advances in technology in terms of, like, things being more cinematic. You've got cameras now that, like, everyone can get a hold of where it's, like, you're right. creating more cinematic storytelling. Uh, Sopranos, You right? know, where you don't have to shoot on film. You said what? I said The Sopranos, right, is where people kind of say it started. Sopranos is, is, but, like, I mean, I would argue, I mean, ER, you know what I'm saying? Like, ER was, like, appointment viewing with, like, really sophisticated you know, storytelling um, and acting and all that. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's always been there, but the Sopranos with, you know, like definitely like the premium stuff, but like you'll find examples of great television going all the way back. You know, I personally am a huge fan of Green Acres, you know, um, they were doing things on Green Acres from a joke, fourth wall breaking, metastructural self-awareness standpoint that like, I am surprised, like I like I'm surprised that they were doing that when they were doing it. Like it's the thing where it's like you, when you start realizing that uh, you're not the first person to, to, 
to think of the things that you you've thought of like you're like oh i'm so clever and then you look back and like someone's doing the exact same joke like 70 years ago and you're like oh okay we're kind of we're more similar than i thought like nothing you know what i'm saying like the uh um, the simpsons already did it joke right yes <laughs> so yeah they've done everything um I, I realized I found that I had a lot of stories to tell in television and also, you know, like all that time trying to get, you know, independent films off the ground and all that, like, you know, it was, I spent a lot of time as a starving artist, you know, I, I graduated to a hungry artist and then I was like, what is, what is something that I can do? What is something that I can do that is still creative, but like a little bit more consistent? Like, you know, it, like if you're like, it's very difficult to get into television, like to break into television. Yeah. But like television writers are like, we do have like something close to like a nine to five, you know, it's like closer to like a regularly scheduled job that, you know, is still creative and still, you know, so it's a little bit more consistency. It's a little bit, a little bit more stable as it, it in compared comparatively in this industry you know it's like this industry is is very up and down but uh so that was you know I, a couple years ago i was like let me let me let me really make this push to uh to get into television um cool there i am i forgot what the question was i just kind of <laughs> went on a whole, 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 whole tangent yeah that's, that's all right i'm used to blaine he's much worse so so, so, <laughs> so that's uh, fine how how did you get this particular opportunity? Like uh, to, like just go through, you know you. Steve just want to take turns today. What do I, what, 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 do you have a question? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that's that's why I, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got this gig so uh, back you know a couple of years ago. Uh, I was trying to get a. This, uh, again, it was when I was, you know, trying to do independent films. I was trying to get a movie off the ground. And I was meeting with uh, this, like, well-connected businessman in Virginia who was friends with my dad uh, to kind of just strategize about, like, who can I go to for funding? And how could I, you know, get, you know, people who have expendable cash flow to invest in, in my film? And uh, he, you know, in meeting with him, we just kind of became friends. We just have, it, it quickly devolved into us just like having lunch and, and chopping it up. And, you know, and he was like, you should really meet uh, uh, a friend of mine. He's, he is married to someone I used to work with uh, and he is a television writer. And, you know, I'll connect y'all. I was like, cool. So he, he connected us via email. And uh, I reached out to him and we got on a phone call and uh, his name's James Stottero. At the time he was uh, an executive producer on the vampire diaries. And we just, uh, we just got on the phone and I just picked his brain for like an hour, hour and a half. And we just had like a, a nice conversation. I told him about my background, like what I was interested in doing and, you know, all of that stuff. And so then he, he said to me at the end of the call, he was like, yo, when, uh, like if you're ever in LA or if you have a script you want me to read or, you know, whatever, just reach back out, you know, drop me a line. And I was like, cool, we'll do. Uh, so then like a year later I had made a, a feature film and you know, I was hired by, like by some producers to, to make a film. It's called try, uh, TRI. It's about triathlons. 
And so I reached back out to James. And I sent him to the trailer and I was like, Hey, hope you're, hope you're doing well. Love chatting with you from before. Like, uh, by the way, I, I just finished this film. Here's the trailer. You know, we're doing the festival runs, whatever. And he was like, first of all, like, no, like out of all the people he's met with, like people who are just graduating from film school, people who are interested in getting into the industry, whatever. Uh, no one had ever reached back out to him. Hmm. And then he was like, much less, no one had ever reached back out and been like, hey, that thing I was trying to do a year ago, I've done it. I've made the, <laughs> I've made a movie. And, you know, and so then Jay, like James and I just kind of started regular correspondence. You know, we would just catch up, you know, how are you doing? What are you up to? And when I I came out here on a, on a trip, like a kind of a fact-finding, like two-week, like meeting with agents, managers, producers, you know, one of those things. So at the time, I was living in Virginia. I was still living in Richmond. I came out for like a trip and we met up for breakfast uh, in Pasadena. And we, we sat for like three plus hours, just shot, like having a blast, like just telling trading stories like war stories from set like you know one of my favorite things about being in this industry is like people's stories about like behind the scenes of movies the 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 crazy casts of characters that people have like worked with or come across or interacted with it's it's phenomenal wait that that reminds me make sure we don't forget i didn't put this down make don't don't forget to tell your daniel day lewis story before this is over oh my goodness all right okay (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. So we just had, we just became like the fast friends. And so then, you know, from that point, James was just like, yo, like I said, and then he hadn't even read my script. Like he had no, he knew I'd done that feature. And I think, I think he'd watched it, but he hadn't read any of my writing. So I sent him uh, one of my pilots uh, after that breakfast. And he was like, yo, this is really good. I like, uh, I'm going to start passing the, your script around to folks um, in at, around like he had his, he had a overall at Warner Brothers. He's like, so he knew a bunch of people working at Warner Brothers. He's like, I'm gonna start passing the script around. And that was when I got a little strategic because the script that I gave him was like a dramedy about black, like young black millennials, not geriatric millennials, the, the younger versions of the millennials, <laughs> like that, that age. Yeah. Growing up in Richmond, Virginia, you know, so it was like, uh, so not, not, and so no. I was like, so what? No, well, no, no, maybe not Steve, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> got him. Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love you, Steve. No, um, the, uh, so I got a little strategic, uh, and, you know, I knew that a lot of the people that James knew were uh, genre writers, like, you know, action, sci-fi, superhero type, supernatural type, uh, type stuff. So I wrote, I wrote a spec script, like a pilot uh, called The American Way, uh, which is a reimagining of the Superman mythos through the lens of the civil rights movement. And uh, that script uh, and it was something, it was an idea I'd had for like years that I, I was like, I was like, I want to do this at some point. I was going to try to do it as a short film. At one point, I was going to try to try to go to Shaq and see if he would finance it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Sounds uh, like some Denzel could Superman. get behind. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, Denzel does um, love finance and stuff like that. So I, I wrote that and then 
James started sending that around to uh, to very closely Warner Brothers, and then it found its way to uh, Todd Helbing, um, who read it and interviewed me and hired me. Nice. That was, yeah, that's how I got. That's how I got to where I am now. It's a long, that's a long winding story. I like telling that story though because it shows just like how random and tangential this industry is. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like I when I wrote the American Way, like Superman and Lois wasn't like even in An idea. Yeah, like I didn't know about it. I didn't know it was like a possibility. I just wrote the script. I wrote this thing that I wanted to see, and it turned out to be kind of a perfect sample script for this show. You know. Right. And my and like James, James, and I've been friends for like, you know, six or seven years at this point. So, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. It's like the, these, these relationships and, and, and situations just kind of all come together at the right time. Nice. Nice. Blaine, to be respectful, do you have any questions? I have so many questions. <laughs> Not generally about your life. I, I, I want to delve back into the show. Well, that, I mean, I, that was next on, on on my my oh, I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't get the outline. <laughs> I don't mean to jump ahead. Steve's like, spoiler alert, Blaine. We're gonna get to it. Yeah. This so, is an off the cuff episode where Blaine doesn't know what's going on. As usual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I literally just am always like, Steve's like, are we gonna reel him in a little bit? We're gonna reel just a little bit though. Uh, so I was wondering. <laughs> Steve and I pretty much went entirely down the rab- same rabbit hole that Lois went down trying to prove uh, that Lois and her uh, associate, I forget what her name is, uh, went down trying to prove that he was related to a Luther somehow. And I'm like, this is what I would yes. do. And we just talked all about that. And then I love that they're like in the background of this show, of this episode, just being like, Come on, it's got to be like one of his kids or something, right? Like, it's got to be. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the whole time I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I just love that he's like, you guys were addressing that all throughout because it was like, you know, right. with, and, the, and, then the, and then the little sly, I liked the sly, like, oh, well, what's the Captain Luther thing? And it's like, oh, it's a reappropriated Luther suit. And you know, you dropped the like, oh, the AI, you know, right? It doesn't matter right. what she calls so, me. So, which I did predict, isn't that is that correct, Blaine? It is true. Yeah. It is true. I I it predicted at least that part. I had no clue it was John Henry Irons, but I did predict yeah. that he was, he was using Luther's text because it just yeah, he was like, I, I think it's just Luther's tech. I don't think it's Luther, or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. And I went down the I went down the lowest lane route. So. <laughs> Good, you're getting your investigative journalism. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do that on my cases all the time. So I'm a small claims lawyer. So. There you go. <laughs> like, we can't afford a private investigator. I'm going out to this house. I'm looking at this balcony. What's going on? <laughs> did you like when did you know is that, that what i did were, today yes that's what i did today that is what you did. Uh, <laughs> when did you know that you were writing the steel episode I knew that I was writing this episode, I want to say back in like April or no, it's maybe May or June. Hi, Courtney. Um, my, my sister has just come in for a walk and now she is uh, 
She's on the profiling zoom. on this. <laughs> <laughs> She's making a cameo on this podcast. Will... Nobody will see that that just happened. That well, now you have. You know, you know, time is fuzzy uh, in a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was very early on. Like it was uh, basically over a year. I want to say it was like it was sometime in May or June, and we kind of had loosely, you know, we loosely outlined like we had our big tent poles of like cards we had to turn over, and we knew that this was one of the cards, and we I think we had like kind of loosely earmarked it for for episode seven, and so when. We did like a little hiatus while we like figured out like in April while we figured out like a lot of people like figured out what was going to be going on, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we we returned to the Zoom room. And so we coming back from that, like Todd kind of indicated like who was writing like the next couple of episodes and he had, you know, he earmarked uh, seven for me, which was which was the steel reveal. So um so you've been. So, I was very excited. You've been hiding. Do you, do you work on multiple episodes, or do you work on like an episode? I I work like we work on multiple episodes. Like like television writing is very very like team. Okay. Like it is very collaborative. But you wrote the script and for seven. I wrote the script for seven. Um, but like even even in terms of writing the script, like you know you do a draft and then you know the ep the eps will do a draft like that that's like uncredited draft so like i wrote the script but like brent fletcher who's one of the eps and todd of course the showrunner uh both like contributed and you know i did edits and stuff like i like to talk about like uh uh i don't know if y'all are familiar with the process of making like jesus but like uh, rick rubin came in yeah like so so kanye had like this album that was supposedly made done and it and he took it but it like wasn't and like rick rubin came in and what he called like he's like kanye say he wasn't a producer he was a reducer oh, so whereas you, like rick rubin came in and like just kind of like dissect as well no actually oh, okay. i just knew that from like articles oh, like okay. that that i read when you just <laughs> I, I, like, I haven't really, listened to dissect i literally yet. heard that on this season of dissect like two days ago <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I mean, I just remember like it's something. It's, a, it's something I just remember because I love I love that album. Um, right. And it's something I remembered from like you know reading about it. This idea that like he came in and just kind of distilled each song to their uh, to their to their um, like essence, basically. Like he just made them very like minimalist, and you know. And that's something that, like, as a staff writer, like, I I had to learn on the run, you know, is, like, how to write, you know, for the show, for, for you know, TV, for the show, in the voice of the show and all that. So, like, I would, like, it's just one of, the, one of those things where, it's like, I would write scenes and that, that were just, like, a little bit too long, you know, like, a few, few, few extra lines of dialogue. And, like, they would come in and be like, okay, we can tighten this up. Like, this is... So it was very much like a learning process of them, like kind of guiding me through the thing. So it was, like I said, it was very collaborative. It was like a lot of like conversations, like with Brent and Todd about like what was going on on the thing. And that was after the whole room pitched beats of the story together, you know, like basically the process of writing an episode is 
you get assigned like what the episode is you're you'll or you'll you'll get assigned like which episode is yours this is after we kind of blue sky a bunch of ideas like we're, we'll just like blue sky and that just means like just throwing out like any anything can happen like you know let's see what <laughs> ideas we, we track to and then we kind of start honing in on like the stories that we want to tell the ideas that we want to follow and and then we uh then we uh once we have those we start kind of like honing in on like the specifics of like okay this is gonna probably happen in this episode this will happen in this episode like these will be our big movements and here and there and then we um once we're assigned the episode we go in and we start breaking the beats of the story of each episode like okay what happens in act one act two act three like what are good act outs, you know, going to commercial, what's, you know, all of that stuff. And usually the person who's leading the discussions, you know, along with the EP is the writer of the episode. Like what feels good to you? What's, what's, so it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's very much like the team collaborative process. We're tossing out like scene ideas. We're tossing out lines of dialogue. We're tossing out like all sorts of stuff. Once that you kind of decided like what the episode is going to be, the writer goes off and writes like the story area, the outline and the scripts, and you're getting notes from the studio and the network on each process and from the showrunners and the EPs. But yeah, that's, uh, cool. and so the writer's job is to try to put as much like of like, you take all of the notes, you take all of the pitches and, and all of the stuff and you just try to put as much of like yourself and your voice and like bring as much of that into the show as possible. Um, just to provide like a good canvas for uh, for the for the EPs and the showrunners to do to do their pass. So I have a, I have a couple follow up questions to that, but I'm just I'm again I'm gonna ask Blaine. Blaine, do you have any questions? Well, it's more comments. It's just I I thought that one of the things that was done well in this episode, which I don't know how much was like your flavor, but it was the humanization of John Henry. Like it was like how much of it was just trying to make it. How he, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, he's not a bad guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he though? Right? Is he though? Right. You know, that's that's the question. I was just gonna say, like, one of my one of my goals, one of my biggest goals for the uh, for the episode was the humanization of John John Henry. Like, that was that was. Uh, you know, I felt like that was central to his character. Um, that was kind of what we wanted to explore. You know, it's, it's the thing where it's like John Henry Irons is the hero of his story. You know, like if you if you look at what has happened to him objectively, um, you know, from his point of view, without the knowledge that we have of who Superman is and on our Earth and like and how good of a person he is or whatever. If you just take the facts of like what he has been through and like who he's, what he's seen, who he's lost, all of that, his action, like, my goal was, like, his actions make a lot of sense. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, he's very mission-driven. He's very, like, like you, we want to understand him. And, like, that's part of the, you know, I think this idea that, like, when given new information um, about someone, you're allowed to change your mind or look at, like, the way that you were, you were, um, right. you were viewing them. And that's both from the audience looking at John Henry and from John Henry looking at our Superman. You know, it's, it's right. kind of a two-way street. It's a dialogue. It's a thematic dialogue that's happening. 
um, that we're at the very beginning of, you know, so that's, that is, uh, that was definitely the goal was, was, to, was to humanize John Henry Irons. And that's, that's like some of the stuff, that's why some of my favorite stuff in the, in the episode were, were like seeing him on his earth, seeing him happy, you know? Um, oh my God. This dude was so happy before Superman <laughs> ruined his life, bro. Like this dude is his life. <laughs> about to have morning sex with like Lois Lane, bro. He has like his head, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has this beautiful daughter walk in. Yep. They all have this good like family relationship. They're all joking around. He is at such peace. <laughs> this dude just starts like eye bombing his city in front of his eyes. Oh, yeah. I just went it like full on, yeah. man. Yeah, it was that was like. that was a heartbreaking. <laughs> that was a heartbreaking scene. It was just like he's just so, so he look. It looked like they the way it was written and filmed. It was like he was in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it just shout out, shout out to David Ramsey and, yeah. and the crew. Um, yeah, Dave, like I just David Ramsey's directing on this episode was just phenomenal. Um, dude killed it. Yeah, no. Don't say that, man. Steel Sledge is so cool. <laughs> I was like, I was just sw- like, as soon as he brought the hammer out, that was when I knew. I was like, ah, that's steel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's steel. Yeah. Like, I, like, like the name kind of rang a bell, yeah. and then I saw that, and I'm like, oh, that was yeah. when I texted you, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was, I was the exact same way, but I was like, wait. That name sounds familiar. And then he pulled out the hammer. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, he was always he was always like the super cool. One. I don't know if you if you guys have been to like Six Flags Great America or any of those, like uh, whatever. They had the Superman ride, and uh, like in because you're in line for like a thousand hours for that ride because it was super baller. <laughs> but like as you go up, they have like all the iterations of Superman and like a bio of it, and like it the way back was Steel. And I was, just, I'd always just sit there and just sit there and read it and be like, that's cool. Like <laughs> when I was a kid, like, I, that's the, like the steel that I remember is like the, like the super crazy looking one. I don't even remember what, like what it's from, but it was like when he's just looking like bluish and just crazy with the giant S with the red cape, he looked crazy. <laughs> but I, that, that was the steel I knew and I had like other action figures and everything. So I was super pumped. Steel super awesome. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, we had um it's funny because like just structuring out the uh the episode is like, okay, how are we going to pace this reveal and keep it so it has like the most impact, right? Because it's like what is the what are the levels and layers where it's like you know, like some folks, some some people like knowing that he had a daughter named nat like you know and you know steel in in the comics is his niece uh, natasha and we just kind of you know uh changed it to natalie and, and made it his daughter but like that tips some folks off who have like the deep comic book knowledge you know but then it's like you know the build up to john henry irons and then very quickly after that having the uh the hammer come in and then the man of steel of reference um Mm -hmm. i i feel like y'all like 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 someone on y'all's team just wanted people to feel foolish because there was just so many like hints 
that I just didn't pick up. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> like, like you're going back like, thinking about back it, like, it you're thinking about it the how episode did I not is think titled of that man of steel the episode is titled man of steel <laughs> and i, knew I that really episode, thought so I, like, I knew this episode had to be like his story and it still didn't click it still didn't <laughs> i i was i was convinced someone would figure it out well um, but at the same time, you don't want to make it like such a big deal and so much lead up when like, you know, I mean, like given as far as my knowledge, I'm more of a I haven't done comic books. I'm more of a cartoon action figure kid when, you know, what I got into was my Superman, you know, like Reeves. But like I can understand me like missing the missing the beat. Right. You'd be like, OK, so what's going on? Like, so he's got cool hair like if you made it about that, but it wasn't at all. It was just like, you could have no idea what's going on. You're like, dude, that hammer is sick. Like, <laughs> and just like, like I'm in it. You'd be like, dude, that's steel. And you're like, it's who? Like that, people right. be like that amazing critically acclaimed Shaq movie. And they're like, yeah, it's the same guy. And they're like, yes. what? You know, like, like after the fact, but, or yeah. you could just have no idea who he is and right. just be like, I don't know, did, man, this is crazy. Did, did Amanda know who it was? No, not at all. Yeah, Annie had no idea either and still enjoyed it thoroughly. No, no, I mean, Amanda didn't like, I was like, that's steel. And she's like, cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the goal. The goal of the show is very much to be in the space where like people can enjoy it if they know a whole lot about Superman, they'll enjoy it at one level. And if they know nothing about Superman, they can still enjoy it. You know, like that's that's definitely been our goal. And like the the range of Superman knowledge on like in our writing staff, it, it runs the gamut, you know, from folks. I mean, everyone obviously is like aware of Superman and like, you know, working on the show, you do research um, and you start <laughs> learning more. But coming into it, like, you know, like we have um, like our writer's assistant, uh, Adam, who actually was the one who pitched that, you know, Captain Luther, <clears throat> that Captain Luther be steel. Um, Adam and our uh, uh, writers PA Max are both like encyclopedias of Superman <laughs> knowledge. I'm talking like when we're in the room and like I'm pitching an idea or I'm like I, I need like a character like or I'm pitching like like they'll do the thing where like we're, we're pitching out an idea or a beat and they'll pull up a fr like a frame from a, a random Superman comic from like the nineties <laughs> where they did a similar thing that we could reference. <laughs> I'm like, how did you pull that immediately? Like they'll yeah. just, they'll just be like, or, or I'll email them. Like it was, it's great. Cause like, you know, working on the show, we get like these, this subscription to comiXology from mm -hmm. DC where they basically just load, every dc comic book that's like ever existed into my ipad um yeah, that's pretty cool and yeah, yeah it's oh amazing. it's amazing my, my, my buddy from, has that from someone who uh used to have a 200 dollars plus a month comic book habit uh <laughs> having having that joint on demand on your ipad where you're just like i just feel like reading some like tim drake comics from the early 2000s i could just pull it up it's great <laughs> tim drake by the way the best robin uh by far and away i don't know i don't know how, i don't know, if you have, like, I don't know man i, I like i like dick well, grayson because i also like nightwing but anyway that's another debate to be had but <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that's so another, so those things are all cool because it's like, hey, that. we need people to do this, and you're like, oh, dude, they've done that. We've got a reference <laughs> for that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great, cool. and like, and I'll <laughs> I can like I'll 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 hit them up like when I'm doing research for for a thing I want to pitch or whatever. I'll just be like, hey, has there been uh like I need examples of you know when Superman has done this thing you know, and I'll email it to them and like literally they'll, they will race each other to send me like uh, <laughs> references. It's amazing. Like within like 15 minutes, I've got like three links to the, to the, the comiXology books uh, and, like, <laughs> and panels and stuff. And then the other one will come in with more stuff. They're great, man. I, lo- I love them. <laughs> I love See? these two. It's so fun. It's like, it's like a party trick. So like they know, like, so we have them. They know like everything, and they're like, you know, they're they're deep in the the mythos. And then we have like folks who, uh, you know, who who've like watched uh, the cartoons and the movies, um, like coming in. All of us like just read Superman stuff all the time now, um, right. and we're mm-hmm. just kind of yeah, referencing of stuff. Course. But like, just but it, I think it gives a great balance because you know one of the things Todd like pushes for from a showrunning standpoint is like he it's it's the mom test. Where it's like, if if my mom, like, who knows nothing about any of this stuff, like, will she understand it? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we, that's, that's, that's like kind of our final litmus test. Like, when we're getting a little too, like, I, I will get a little too, like, nerdy or self-referential sometimes and talk about, okay, <laughs> we need to dial this back and make it, like, more accessible. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can do right. that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I wrote something cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't see it, just reminds me of the ex kryptonite stuff. Which, so like, I don't know, I don't have like any comic book knowledge, pretty much, especially Superman. And Steve and I were theorizing about the when they first introduced the uh, um, yeah. metahumans, metahumans. Yeah, yeah. when they when oh. they first introduced yes. the metahumans, <laughs> and I'm like okay i was just conspiracy spitball i'm like i bet there's some sort of like kryptonite that does this and like just get with this and steve just cut it from the episode it was like (laughs) that's that's a bunch of bs he doesn't know what he's talking about this is crazy and then next episode all right x kryptonite this is how we did it and i was like yeah i was telling steve you don't gloat nearly enough for being right i listened to that episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and as you were as you were talking about it i was like cracking up because like the little bit that wasn't cut like because like there was a little bit in the episode and like and i was like blade's absolutely right and, and, steve, <laughs> steve, and steve is like there's no way that's not what's happening at all and i was just like <laughs> you don't gloat nearly enough uh, i hear it I hear the yeah, yeah. Uh, No, he just cuts it all out. <laughs> just like, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we know, we know. Uh, that was one of my prouder ones. That was that was one of my prouder ones. <laughs> you were right about that. Like all of it too. Like you like. Yeah, like, no, I had it like down to the fact that it was a random type of kryptonite. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I, like I, and Steve was like, all right. If you want, if you hear the actual like source audio, Steve just goes, exactly. "All right, man." Like, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like he's just right. like, it's like I'm not buying it. Whatever you said, because I, I didn't even know like like different times of kryptonite. Really, I didn't know about that. You know, so I just thought Blaine was just making stuff up. 
I think you were. I mean, I was. I would 100% like, just, I, did, just like, I did not know what X crypt. I, yeah. I would have like, called it X kryptonite if I would have known what it was. I was just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> we have like a document with like all the different types of kryptonite and what they do. It's, oh, nice. uh, that's pretty cool. Are there, are there, there are like so lots and lots of types of kryptonite? There are, there are a good number of, like if you Google, there's a wiki somewhere that like all the okay. different types of kryptonite, like what, what, the, what each up. one of them does. Yeah. You talked That's about cool. you talked about blue skying. I was wondering, is there are there any times where someone just throws out like such a totally ridiculous idea and they're like, they're like, this is totally ridiculous and we can't do it now, but let's keep it in our back pocket for like season three or something. Just in, like do y'all do y'all put that somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Absolutely>. Yes. <laughs> we have uh we we have uh a, we have like a whole board of like you know, like the first week, it was like just we were just tossing out like stuff that could happen, um, and you know, some of the stuff like we thought was going to happen in in this season, just for whatever reason, just didn't. So it's like, well, you know, we're not going to like just throw that stuff away. So we just have it in our back pocket for uh, going forward. So I mean, I know there are there are a bunch of things that I want to bring back. Uh, for a season how many episodes are there gonna be uh 15 oh and then solid dude we got we got some time but then it's taking a break then it's not coming back till 2022 i heard or that's what everyone's saying on instagram i don't know if that yeah i mean we're we're but like we're we're ending in august right like our season finale is in august right um and then i think we're the plan is to premiere in like you know early 2022 like january february yeah so it's like it would would be like the same break yeah, right. yeah, it would be like the same type of show break as if we like ended in May and came we back should've. in like no- yeah. October, November. <laughs> you know, right, right. No, that, that um, makes sense. What have what have like the like what have these past few days been like since the episode aired? And how do you how do you feel? What's been going on in your life and everything? It's been wild. You know, like one, I. Uh, like, so part of the thing is like, well, I, I just moved to like, so there's like, I'm, I'm in the process of like doing life stuff. Right. While <laughs> like this major thing was, was moving in my life as miserable has... as it was for me and Blaine. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's was, like, it, it's, it, it might be one of there. the worst things in the world. Like, <laughs> like really, like it it's so funny. Cause like I was, I was talking, I was, <laughs> I was talking to uh, my managers about it. And one of them said, uh, he was like, I hate moving. I love new places. I was like, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Like yeah. it's, it's almost like it, I feel the same way about like writing where it's like, I hate the pro like the process of writing. I hate like, like I, people talk who talk about like, yeah, I love sitting down and like staring at a blank cursor and like, and write like, I don't, I feel like the, those folks are sociopaths. Like I, <laughs> I write because I feel like I need to like, <laughs> but I hate, like, I hate like writing. Like I, I, I hate it, <laughs> but I love having written. You right. know, like I love like the sure. feeling at the end. You know, it's, it's like so. It's like you know, like I we, I love my new spot. You know, um, right. even though we still got to like do a whole lot of uh, like we still have to like unpack and get get our lives together. But like, yeah. yeah so I straight unpack my garage after living here for like a year and a half. I was just <laughs> like, like th- that was what I did part of the time when we were off too. And I was just like, 
Uh, I got garage, man. I can't you, be doing stuff no shows. you don't need. Just stays packed, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, why do I need it? Like, I, I just need to throw it away. I just need to purge. Like that. That's. Right. I'm really like. I'm really about to go very minimalist. I think just right. this this move just stressed me out right. so much. Oh, anyway, no, since you uh, like, since you just moved, one more thing though. Since you just moved, never fall for the storage hustle. Do not pay for to store your stuff that you're not using. <laughs> never do it, ever in life. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> yeah no that's that's real that's real because it's like you don't need that stuff no if, it, if, no. if it's not in your house why do you need the stuff you know you don't need it um but uh yeah so so all that's going on people don't want to hear about me moving don't hear about <laughs> um i i honestly <laughs> believe the only reason people listen to us is because we d- like talk about absolutely everything including it, it it's the weave it's that steve yeah, always brings them back the in yeah but like we, we had people good, listen to the bonus balance. episodes and it's i'm like these people don't care about like, what we're doing he re- like <laughs> blaine like people understand blaine goes off the rails there's like at least 30 <laughs> minutes an episode i cut out of blaine <laughs> going, going totally off off the rails so like i i i kind of pulled the tide in that sense like like i try to rein them in with the outline that generally doesn't work and then i rein them in on the back end with that with the editing but <laughs> that's hilarious i mean i'm great i i very much enjoyed the conversation about rabies i learned some things <laughs> um, that i didn't know I, I was funny I, I, I know, I was like, he's like, 15 minutes i cut out of that <laughs> yeah he's like i couldn't leave all of it in but i left most of it in man there was it was like a half an hour of rabies it was phenomenal like i was like this is such a uh this is such a, a fantastic uh, uh conversation I've I've done um, a lot of really dumb things as Steve will. Steve doesn't know a lot about me. He knows quite a bit about like, but like we find out a lot of I, a lot of the stories come out on the pod that I normally tell people like over yeah, drinks and or something. It's, it, it actually works because it's like we're new close friends. So like yeah. we're close friends, but I don't know all this ridiculousness about yeah. About we don't we don't have a lot of history. Right. Is really what it is. So like a lot of it just comes out and. I mean, have we even have we even said how Steve and I know each other? Do you know how Steve and I know each other? No, I, well, let Jay finish. His oh yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, JJ, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, whatever. Jay, uh, <laughs> Jay. No, no, I mean, how's it, it been this week? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Like, I forgot where we were at. Uh, how's it been, how's this, been week? this week? Yeah. So, I mean, it was like it was really surreal. Um, my mom, because she is very extra. Uh, <laughs> did a whole like zoomed toast uh that invited it was like a it was like a this is your life meets cnn talking heads yes. screen I, like it was, it I, was I, I hope my mom's not listening my mom is so extra it's crazy i'm 100 yeah. percent. I, I mean i tell my mom to her like i will tell her like you are very extra i appreciate it i love it but like it's, oh, it's what makes her eyes i love her for it yeah but like yeah Are she's you- very so we had like this thing steve <laughs> steve said some words uh he almost made me cry i, I managed to i managed to 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 hold it in um but yeah, so she hosted this thing for the for the thing to, for the premiere Tuesday night. Um, but it was like the East, it was like you know before the East Coast showing. So the thing the thing that's weird about the show is like being in LA is like, you know, it it airs three hours before I can watch it. So like I'm just following along on Twitter, you know, as people are like kind of 
you know, I'm like, oh, this is happening. The, and then, the, you know, the you screenwriters the um, having to follow people's live tweets to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's, or like you know, I have a, I have a sense because I watch like the rough cut, so I was like, I know about when you know something's going to happen. So I'm like, okay, this is about to happen, and then it does, <laughs> and then people, you know, the reactions are great. But we, um, I had my first like uh, social gathering. I had some folks over, um, so my LA crew come over. Uh, it's like the first thing like a year, like for everyone who was here, you know, to do like a watch party because nice. we're all vaccinated and stuff. So it's just like just watching, uh, watching, watching the show with them was great. Um, it was very surreal seeing my name like on on the on the screen you know and then you know people's reactions have been like you know generally very very positive very good people uh, like enjoyed uh the reveal you know and and hopefully you're excited to see where we go with it you know because it's like we do have a plan you know um it's been in the works from from the very beginning uh and you know and we're we're excited about where we can go with it so did I have a question on that is did you guys when you guys took the break did you guys know that there was going to be a break there or was that like covid blew up your spot? Oh our our uh, hiatus like the 7 week yeah, hiatus Yeah 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 um no we did not know there was going to be a break there that okay. was uh it was it was I think it was kind of like a, a game time like we had a we had a covid shutdown and like all during the break, like we were still filming, like you know, and like, like I said, like all of the script, like we basically took the break to get like ahead. Like we probably could have come back sooner. Like I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for post, you know, but like you know, for such a post-heavy show, it's like all right, let's just let's just be safe. Let's let's knock out. Like keep keep filming, keep getting these things, like you know, our VFX and sound mixing and everything as tight as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't and, really planned you know, out they, to have like tag jump Jordan before the break. Like it wasn't really planned like that. that it so, wasn't planned where it's like it okay, like okay. that wasn't built into our 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 scheduled like like we weren't yeah we weren't like aware when we were breaking out each episode to like cliffhanger or whatever that there was sure, gonna sure. be a break there. As far as cliffhangers go, I said this on the last episode we talked about. Like I was totally okay with that one. Like I was like, all right. Well, We'll come back. They'll finish the fight. It'll be cool. Whatever happens, happens. And I was like, yo, they're lucky they didn't drop that break on that next one, though. Like, because when he flies off up into the sky, I was, I was right. sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> if they're like, hey, we'll see you in eight weeks, baby. I'd be like, nah. <laughs> no, nah. that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and I, I, I personally was glad, too, like, leading into my episode that we had, like, such a strong episode coming back. Uh, yeah. from the hiatus and Super a strong cliffhanger, good. you know. That, so it was just lead, like this leading is leading up this to is it. That was like my things, favorite episode. I mean, they're just gonna keep getting better. Like I've I've been <laughs> I've been you know reading the scripts and watching the cuts and like Christy Korzik, who's one of the EPs, and uh, like she wrote the next she wrote next week's episode and like I mean she just. She killed it, man. Like we, we. Uh, <clears throat> my next episode is thirteen, which I co-wrote with Christy, uh, okay, which was nice. like just an amazing, amazing process. And like I told her, 
Like I was just reading her script uh, for 108 uh, to like psych myself up for 113, you know, and like just to kind of get like, it was just like, I was like, this is, and I was like, this is intimidating. Christy, you're such, she's such a good writer. Uh, it's it's been <laughs> so dope. Like all, every, like all the EPs are like all the writers on the show are just like, just dope people. And like, nice. it's like, it's like, it's like family. Must be cool. It's just like, yeah. it feels like everyone who's been in on it gets it right you know it it, it feels I, I like that it's like you get the like same vibe of who the people are and everything and i think that's a lot of showrunners job making sure there's a lot of good continuity but I, I i haven't felt you know this far to the season so far at least it's like i feel like it's been a very locked in who we're dealing with you know like who clark is who superman is who and he's different he's a different superman that i've seen before is like this is a Superman that has like inner turmoil struggles to like, you know, not murk people. And I'm about it. <laughs> I mean, I would say like he's it's less the uh to not like yeah, he has to he has to deal like he has to deal with like human things like 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 anger right. and stuff. And like mm-hmm. and for him it is it is it does come from a thing where it's like the stakes are much higher than anyone else when they're dealing with anger, just like everything else. Right. But I mean my favorite thing about Tyler's portrayal of of you know Superman slash Clark is just like how how much he's embraced just the the goofy dad. Oh, he's a dork. Dude. Like, he's the biggest dork like, ever. It's, <laughs> it's great. I love I love it so much. The the water cooler in episode three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how excited he gets. Like how excited he got in six, like at punching the log, you know, yeah. when yeah. Jordan punched the log. Like I love, I love, they gave uh, me a jacket. I bought a hat. Like, yeah, I mean, amazing. Like him, him geeking out about the harvest festival. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, just, like all that. And the stuff kids didn't want. Like, we're like, dude, we don't care, Dad. Like, it's great. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, you on the track. The whole and when you're talking about how like locked in the show. I mean, that it starts with Todd, you know, uh, and his vision, but it like extends across everyone, like all the actors. Lee Tolan Krieger, who directed the pilot and the in episode two, which like we shot at the same time, like you know him establishing like the look and the feel, and just like like all the department heads, everyone's just dialed in on like what this show is, Hmm. and it like it is like you know and from day one like day one in the room like you know we knew we wanted to make a show that was like like the the main thrust of it was like positivity you know it was right. it was, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was about fam- it was about family it's about overcoming obstacles like it's about you know growing up we love the love the idea like superman's been in the world for 20 years so he's like right like he knows what he's doing as right. superman but like he doesn't necessarily know what he's doing as a dad to like a superpowered teenage boys right you know like the twins like he doesn't boys. know what he's doing like, <laughs> that's that's his new that's his new challenge or just he needs voice yeah. yeah and yeah. so you know and you know so all of those like like all of those obstacles like i think that's what makes this so uh so great and like you know it's like people ask uh a lot like when i was like in when I was doing like early interviews with folks, or you just like just talk to people in general, like they're like, "What's your favorite like Superman? You know, what's your what's your favorite run? Like, what's 
is it like you know the Christopher Reeve Superman? Is it the you know uh, the animated series? Is it Lois and Clark Smallville? Like what? It, and like honestly, I will honestly say, like my personal, even before the show, my personal favorite version of Superman was like an amalgamation of all of them. It was like this kind of combination of like various runs and traits from various Superman. But now it's this. It's right. this version of Superman because like like all of us together in the room, like we're creating this, like what our favorite Superman story is. And we're doing we're doing that across the board. And like and all that, not to mention Lois Lane, who like is one of my favorite characters to write, period. Like I, yeah. I just I I I wrote like when you want to like I've written like when in my in my uh, spec script for the American like the American way um, that I wrote like everyone like the lowest lane scenes are like my favorite scenes you know like everyone when they read the script they're like yeah the lowest your lowest lane scenes are and I like, I tried to bring that like to the to the uh, into the show as much as possible like I love writing you know Bitsy's a phenomenal lowest lane. Like she gets she's it. Um, she's, she's good. I feel like she's almost yeah. like she's almost like underrated, you know, for some reason. She comes mm-hmm. in under the radar. She's she's a very good Lois Lane. She's oh, she's, she's I, phenomenal. I, she's I love my her. Favorite. As, I, I love her as Lois Lane. I, I just think sometimes it's like she does some wild stuff just knowing she's got Superman at her back. And it's like that's so it's so baller just to be. She's like, hey, uh, hang close today, all right? I'm gonna do some craziness. <laughs> and he's like, all right, like, what are you gonna do? And she's like, don't worry about it and don't listen. Yeah. If I press a button, yeah. Or the, or the, or like, like, well, maybe now's not the time to tell you that I almost died today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she's no, all that stuff. Their relationship is so great. Like I, I just. I love this show, man. Yeah, no, we still, love, still like even if I didn't work on it, I love this. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, still one of my favorite scenes ever, and I I fanboyed out on this scene super hard. It was just like when Lois gets like punched by the superpower dude, like in the hotel room, and she like hits the button, and it's like finger touches the button. And Superman is like through the wall, clobbering the dude, and I'm like, yes! Like it was just like, oh yeah! Like don't mess yeah. with Lois, man! Don't do it! Yeah, I gotta. Um, we're well over. Blaine, I think I think telling our story of how we met actually is a good idea, but I'm, I think we should save that for maybe the next episode or something. We can put it on whatever. Like, I, I was more that's, just that's to really... tell to tell your buddy Jai. Jay, I, I don't really care. Jay, sorry. Yeah. You know it's Jay. I've said his name multiple times. <laughs> you were just reading while you think I listen. Look, look. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm honestly surprised. I'm surprised at like how many people have like when I did like a bunch of interviews last week, like everyone I think it's because like PR prepped them. Right. Uh like our <laughs> PR folks. But like people have been getting my name right recently, and I'm like, I like it. This, this yeah. is uh this is yeah. cool. I'm just I'm I'm used to people saying Jai. It's fine. <laughs> but it is but, uh, but no, that that is an interesting story. But it's it's kind of a long one, and there's like a like there's a big mystery. Blaine, Blaine, how mean Blaine met is really crazy. But yeah, it's right now for crazy. for this episode since since Jay's on here, I would yeah. Jay, I want you to tell the people your experience with Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So. Um, 
So I, uh, when I graduated from uh, film school, uh, I got a hot tip that um, Lincoln was <laughs> gearing up to film in uh, Richmond. So I, uh, I being the, the enterprising young filmmaker that I am, I, I got my uh, a cover letter together and a resume and I sent my, my materials in to try to get hired. Uh, initially, I was trying to be uh, Steven Spielberg's like local PA because like sometimes like, you know, like director, like they'll, they'll, they'll usually like, bring their own folks, but like they'll have someone who knows the area who can kind of like, you know, help find do stuff whatever uh but you know spielberg rolls deep uh he brought he brought (laughs) all of his own folks uh like you know all of his own assistants so they were like uh how about like so they interviewed me to uh to be an office pa and i was like that's cool like you know it's it's uh it's great and then, so I, I got that job and then a day or two later, they hit me up and they're like, hey, uh, so we want you to interview to be one of our, uh, they wouldn't say it like on the, on the initial call. They're just like one of the uh, talent uh, support, you know, staff or whatever. Uh, can you be, you know, like you, back, like, you know, to like- meet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> Amazing. They were like, "Can you be? Uh, can you come back to 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 meet uh, with them? You know, uh, like on Thursday or whatever. It's like in a couple of days." I was like, uh, "Sure." So, like, I knew, I knew it was like probably gonna be Daniel Day-Lewis, like, and and. And it was like, well, no, I think I think a follow up. I think Kathleen Kennedy's like assistant followed up with that initial call and was like the one who was like, so yeah, we're talking about Daniel Day Lewis and me <laughs> here. He's coming in to do his uh, to do fittings and look at like uh, where he's going to live and all this other so stuff. Kathleen so like, Kennedy, right, cool. by the way, if people don't so, know, is, she's produced every good movie in history. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, that's about who she yes. is. I'm also a subscriber. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, her assistant now is like producing Star Wars movies. It's yeah. like uh, <laughs> the assistant that I, I talked to. Yeah. Anywho, um, so we, uh, so I, I go back to the studio and they're like, yeah, so, you know, we just want you to kind of be on standby. You know, you'll meet with him around four, but like, you know, his fitting runs over. He's going to look at the sets, or whatever. They'll be around four. I'm like, cool. So I just posed up in an office. It was actually Tony Kushner's office. He hadn't arrived yet. Uh, to, to he was the writer um, on set of Lincoln, um, but he hadn't like come down from New York yet. So I was, they were like, "Here's an empty office. We'll you know, let's post you up here." And so then, uh, you know, and so going into this, like, I'm very nervous because I have this tendency of like, of like imagining actors especially transformative actors as like the last thing i saw them in and i just watched uh, there will be blood so i really thought i was gonna <laughs> wow. be interviewing with there will be blood. daniel plainview <laughs> like i was just i was very like, very concerned think he was gonna like take your milkshake bro <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was i was just looking around and making sure that there were no like bowling pins in the office you know what i'm saying like i just um 
<laughs> like uh, you must have but uh yeah so he he comes in like the you know uh he comes in and it was before he had like become like trans trans transformed into lincoln so it was like he was growing the beard out but like he, he was just daniel day lewis like and he's like i forgot because he has a different accent and mannerism in every movie so i forgot right. he had like he was british he had this british accent and um <laughs> He was like, and he was like tatted it up. I was like, oh, I didn't know, that. I didn't know that thing that was. Uh, and yeah, he was like the nicest guy. Like he was, like he was just like we we just like sat in the in the room and chopped it up for like forty five minutes talking. Like he was asking me about like my background, like my like uh, why I wanted to get into film. You know, he saw like the independent film scene in, in London and like. You know, he was saying like, yo, I've seen a lot of people kind of like become assistants and kind of like get trapped in that world because it's like you're kind of adjacent to the power and like and you just become like a lifeline. It's like, I don't want that for you. Like if you do this, like I want you to like only like only do this and then move on, do something else. Like, you know, that's nice. Um, and then uh, and then he looks at me and he's like. Like this is like like forty five. We're talking. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be his assistant. He seems like a really cool guy. Like, like it'll be fine. And he looks at me. He's like, how uh, how tall are you? And I'm like, I'm you know, I'm like six five. Like I'm I'm pretty tall. Uh, and as I was like, you know, like, you know, six five and some change. And he's like, so when I've been, you know, I've been researching for this role for like a year and a half. I've been prepping for this role and. One of the interesting things that uh, I discovered is that Abraham Lincoln never met anyone who was taller than him. And I feel like if I'm around you every day, I wouldn't feel tall. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, he's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like I am, you know, I know this is like, this sounds weird, but like, you know, we, this is just part of my, you know, <laughs> part of the process. And like, I really hope you get, he didn't know I already had a job on the movie. He's like, I really hope you find like a spot on the film. Um, Cause you know, like I, I, you seem like a great guy. And so I was like, that's, that's cool, man. Like that's, that's, I get it. You know, I get it. Uh, so I'm like, I drive home, I'm driving home and I call my mom and I'm telling, I'm telling my mom, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, he said, he said I was, I was too tall, uh, you know, because it would, it would like throw a ball. And mom was like, what? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to come down there. I was like, mom, you cannot, you cannot come and threaten <laughs> our greatest living actor like you can't do that like that's not <laughs> something we can do so uh so i just got i got a job as an office pa um which was actually like it was like a blessing in disguise because like i had never worked on a film of that size before so like i wouldn't have known how to be a good assistant to him because i didn't know how the movie worked so like for example i didn't know what per diem was much less who to who to go to to get it you know what i'm saying like it's like sure. so like if he's like where's my per diem i'd be like i don't know like what uh do I need to go to like a bait is that something i get at a bait bakery like what is that? 
<laughs> yeah, like what? It's the quote of the day. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, like, it, it was it was fine, and so, so then, like, I'm I'm working on um, I'm working in the office, and I have like two other interactions with him, like on the movie. Like, I'm working on the in the office, and he's come in to like it's before we started shooting again, but he's like moved he's moved to town. Um, we're maybe like a week out. And he's he's walking around the office and he sees me and he's like his face lights up and he's like, oh, Jay, I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad you got a job here. Um, and he was like, then he said, I'm uh, I'm afraid I've been telling everyone that story uh, about, you know, you being too tall. And I was like, thank God, because I've been too. Like, I didn't know if I was allowed to tell the story or not. But if you've been telling everybody, I'll tell everybody too. Like, you know, that's yeah. fun. Um, and then, and then, like, maybe like three weeks after that, we're filming. And like, where, like, basically, like, they converted this old warehouse into like uh, stages. And off- so off- the offices up- were up front of like where the offices would used to be for whatever they used to film there and then in the back where like that like the big warehouse area they would they could they gutted it and they used it to, to construct stages so that's where like the interior of the white house set was and like a bunch of other stuff so um usually like our boss like the production coordinator would would let us go visit and like what observe set like when we're not like busy like if we get like a little second like he encouraged us to go and see what was going on. So it's like, how often do you get to like watch, like step onto a Spielberg set, you know? So it's amazing. Um, and so people were talking about, and, but like for those first three weeks, I was just so busy just running around. Like I didn't have a chance to go, but people were talking about like how amazing he looked like, like in costume. Like he, like they were like, he looks just like Abraham Lincoln, at least, you know, what we know from the portraits and the penny. So, um, so I was like, all right, you've got to go see him. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me go. Uh, so I knew what the schedule was. I knew they were about to set up for the next scene. So I went and positioned myself between the trailers, um, and, uh, and set. Um, I made sure I was sitting down because I didn't want to throw them off before the scene. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he walks by, uh, and it's and it's it's Abraham Lincoln, like he's got like that little amble, like he's totally in character, like he's just like kind of you know walking by. And then he looks over at me. He sees me. He's like, "What's up, Jay?" And I'm like, Abraham, "Abraham Lincoln just said what's up to me. Like, this is this is amazing." Um. So yeah, that, that was my that's that was my experience with Daniel Day Lewis. I would love to I would love to run into him again. Uh, see that's if he awesome. remembers this at all. Sounds, I don't sounds know. like I don't know if he will. You know, sounds like a nice guy. Sounds like a, a nice guy who's also very serious about his job, which I <laughs> yeah, like he's like very serious about his thing. I, I mean, at least yes. like because like after that, I was after I remember you telling me that story like like pretty soon after it happened. I was like, this dude better at least like win an Oscar or something, and then he actually did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, well, no, I, guess, I mean, it was hey, Jay, you jumped on the grenade for, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny because uh, the person who wound up 
being his assistant is like a like she's like five foot five foot one i don't know she's very she's much shorter than me. Okay, i literally just needed to be surrounded by someone that made me feel as large as humanly possible yeah no yeah no, that's like that's put a, respect on his name that's a great great story uh, <laughs> let's 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 close it out there we're way over time which blaine predicted Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. Steve's like, yeah, like you were quick, like, he's like fifteen or twenty minutes. minutes. I was yeah, like, I knew this was gonna be no fifteen or twenty like, minutes. I was like, we're not getting through the intro in fifteen to twenty minutes, Steve. <laughs> Steve, we're gonna talk for fifteen to twenty minutes about how much Zoom costs and why I don't have a subscription to it, even though I should. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's yeah, be Blaine, honest. Blaine was like, Blaine just like, just like, like, are you are you crazy? Like, we've never had a, a conversation in the history of our friendship. Less than 30 minutes. And so yeah. now we're gonna bring your friend on who I'm super excited to talk to about this episode. And somehow you think this is gonna go under 30 minutes, buy the Zoom subscription. Yeah, yeah go buy the Zoom subscription. Yeah. Steve's like, yeah, Steve's no. like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do advertising everything, but I'm ch- I, I can't pay for Zoom. I mean it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got, I got struck on Instagram. Like, <laughs> you hear that? Steve got, Steve got struck for a little bit, flagged, whatever. Yeah, I got flagged on Instagram. Oh, you... oh, why? It was like an error. <laughs> yeah, no, so they, they said it was an error. He was like, an error. They're like, oh, okay. like they're like you. They're like you cannot, you know, promote your instagram page like you've you've violated something and i was like i'm just promoting my podcast like like we're not even making money off this like are you mad that there's like images of tyler like like i'm not making any money like we're losing money it's like shit. he's like sharing like the cw's official page and like you stole that dog and he's like i, sh- I share I- then, <laughs> yeah but i wrote them a- i wrote them a letter and then and then instagram's like oh sorry yeah you can promote like like okay <laughs> so funny uh yeah i i i'm just worried we're gonna get busted for our like image that we have just because that's true like our podcast image is like is like tyler in a mask yeah and then it says like the superman and lois lane on the on the bottom we need to to, to, to get our own podcast image i don't know know graphic (laughs) designers jay or anything like Uh, that look i think i did pretty okay considering i use microsoft paint all right. <laughs> I literally made that with Microsoft Paint. I'm not joking. That's real. I you well, you I didn't, didn't give me any a- help. You're like, here's my card, pay for the thing, get us on all the stuff. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. Because I think my, my kid, my wife and kids were out of town. Steve came over. We had way too many drinks. Uh <laughs> had way too many drinks. Should, Ooh, now if you had made it in out. Mario Paint. That would have been a different. Uh, <laughs> that transcends oh, all uh, IP law, I think, technically. It does. Oh, oh, Jay, it was really nice to meet you, man. You too. Yeah. I yeah, hope I didn't say anything that would get me fired today. I don't that's think good. So. If I, that's if I good. hear something that will get you, get you fired, I'll, uh, I'll take it out. I'm uh, I- I'm used to doing a lot of editing. <laughs> no, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Steve's like, Steve's like, well, he's just kind of worried that, you know, we're going to, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't care if we do this whole episode and we got to leave it on the floor. Like, I just want to do it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> it was he's like, fun, well, what if he spoils something? I'm like, we, we're not live. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, geez, Jay. 
<laughs> like, what'd, you, what'd you do? No. No, it was good. It Broadcast was in front of my cat, Silfrena and Arnold over in the corner. They're going to blow up your spot. <laughs> They're going to tell the world. Yep. Steve, but, don't trust my cats at all. I don't trust your cats at all. Not not at I don't all. trust any cats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust cats at all. Like in general. I, like, I feel like they're always scheming. I got that was exactly. You want me to cut that out? Do you want people to know you don't trust cats? <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't. I feel like they're always scheming. I'm like, whenever, whenever someone, whenever someone's trying to say that their cat is cool, they're like, he's like the cat's like a puppy. It's like yes, because dogs are far superior. Uh, I also have a dog. No, my my cat literally jumped up next to Steve and was like. Hey, like went up to him. <laughs> Steve like leans back. He's like, "What's what's your cat want?" And I'm like, "Be pet attention." I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, I went. So I went. I went. I did a study abroad in Oxford, and I stayed at this uh, uh this woman's house uh that like my dad knew. I forgot how he knew her. My dad even known random people, but he set up this thing where it's like I rented a room in this woman's house. She was very nice. Um. And she had a cat. And so I thought me and the cat were cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we were like, I was like, I thought we had an understanding. Like, we got each other. I, one day I was there. It was just me and the cat. We're watching TV. The cat's like on the couch next to me. And we're just, ha- we're just having a good time. I'm petting the cat, petting the cat. Everything's cool. Out of nowhere. The cat just hook like hooks my hand with his claw. It goes in and out. It oh. hooks into my into into my hand, Ooh. and I've got to sit there and un like guide the claw <laughs> out of my out of nowhere. And I was like, "Where did this? Like, what did I do?" Hmm. Cat scheming. Cat's be scheming. Cat probably just oh. laid back down. Like, sorry, no. <sighs> Yeah, no, and then and then like after <laughs> that, I just didn't, I just didn't. It was like a through and through like puncture wound. It didn't go deep, like it didn't go like deep into like my mm. muscle or anything, but it went like into my skin, and then like it like oh, fish hooked, it like fish hooked like my skin. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you if you get a puncture wound, you're supposed to get antibiotics. Yeah, I need antibiotics. Pull <laughs> 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 the blade in there. Oh, that's hilarious. Did you hear that one? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Well. But the rabies? Um, yeah, I heard that one. Oh, oh no, <laughs> the no. Episode, yeah. That was yeah, no, when I stepped on the screw or when I stepped on an outlet. Yes. Oh, and you need to get the tetanus. Yeah. Yeah. And that was how it started. You're like, what were you doing getting vaccines? I'm like, talk about vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. how you think about think or two about getting vaccines. Uh, Steve hilarious. was scheming to get me the vaccine early, man. I was I was I was on yeah. the hunt. I was out was fighting. Well, I I should have had it. Obviously, we we yeah. talked a lot. Steve and I talked a lot about it. And my doctor was just kind of like, "Yeah, I mean, you probably should." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." So I don't I don't know what you want me to do about that though. And I'm like, "Well, can you like?" hook it up and he's like i mean you can't like write a prescription for the vaccine i don't know what to do so i got real mad like, he literally like i was like write me a letter that says i should have the vaccine he's like okay but, <laughs> just wrote me a letter so, I went, so just people don't know blaine works with elderly folks at nursing homes he's in and out of nursing homes and out of in and out of hospitals 
um, yeah. seeing the same uh, patients for yeah. for legal reasons. But yeah. so like <laughs> basically around as many old sick people as I am. <laughs> yeah, like no, I was like in a COVID positive room, and I'm like. I just was there and they got me like in a full gown mask N95, like gloves, booties. And I'm like, I don't think I should be going into this room at all. And they're like, it'll be okay. We'll help you like de-gown. And then you just got to go straight home and take a shower and like set all those clothes on fire. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> like this is mostly dry clean only. Sounds like, like maybe I should be vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah. maybe I should qualify for the vaccine, guys. Like, <laughs> somebody want to hook it up? <laughs> yeah. Blade, do you wear like the Matlock suit to go meet with the uh, the elderly patients? Like, better call Saul. <laughs> oh, dodgy. That was that was like my first suits when I came. It just like oversized drowning and, and now i'm drowning just because i lost weight because i'm getting you know down 50 pounds no big deal <laughs> my suit getting felt yeah boy. Ooh. but uh yeah I'm, yeah I'm working on a hot j summer myself hot j summer. <laughs> yeah hot j steve's summer. working on it too we're all doing it yeah i actually just bought a peloton today i ordered it so oh dang hey. like two weeks so Jay, we can compete on can that. You, can your can your uh, can your house strictly support a Peloton or? Oh God, that's <laughs> it's always the tangents. One story after the other. So Jay, I don't even I haven't even told you this yet. Did you hear? Have you heard Annie rave about how she wants a hot tub on the top deck? Or have I told you about that? No, no. So in buying the house, she's been wanting this hot tub on the on the top deck. Um, it's like it, it's. Up top on the deck, it faces like the Milwaukee River. It's really cool. She's like, she really wants a hot tub up there, right? And we figured we could get a hot tub up there because there's art because it's it's like townhouses and there's another building in our neighborhood that's the exact same down the block that has a hot tub in that exact same place, right? So we figured we should do it. We can do it. We got to go about it right. You know, we got to get an engineer. So we paid for an engineer to look at the deck. Um, and then the engineer, you know, couldn't see everything, but did research into how it was built. Heard back a few weeks later. Yes, we can, we can put the hot tub there, but then we have to clear it with HOA. You know, so we asked the, the HOA, you know, can we put a hot tub on the top deck? And the HOA said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm pissed because she's unhappy. And I'm just like, like, look, they have one two houses down. And then, and then the HOA is like, yeah, you know, yes, but they did some extra things to structurally support that. And this engineer, it was an estimate, and we just like we don't know. It was like, what is what is that? Like, what do you I mean, what are you, are you gonna stop me from putting in a couch in my house because you don't know? Like, 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 like there, there's not, nothing more we can do. That Pelotons is heavy, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like there's nothing more that we can do. That's why I was giving him hard. I was like, yo, did you get that clear with the HOA? Yeah, hey. that's why he was joking. Like, about it. <laughs> But like, yeah, they just don't want those hot tub sex parties that y'all are trying to. Throw. That's, what I, that's what it is. Like, that's like, what like I... no, no, not that we're not that we're having sex parties. But gosh, listeners, don't get that wrong. Like, I just figured to be cutting this part out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but but they they but I think part of it is like, oh, we don't want to be like the party neighborhood. You know, I think uh, I think that has something to do with it. But I, it's blatantly unfair if if a house two blocks down or 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 down the block can can have the hot tub and and we can't you know so well i mean are they in the same hoa yes yeah 
exact same HOA. So yeah. So I was like, I maybe they just got grandfathered in. Yeah. So I consulted my (laughs) lawyer, Blaine. Um, (laughs) How old? uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a doctor. Actually, (laughs) whatever, whatever. And and uh, and he, he, Blaine just said to request the HOA records. Um, and then it's find their proposal, find what they did, find their proposal, and just copy that proposal exactly. And if they still say no, then it's a discriminatory kind of thing. Yeah. Have you requested the things yet? No, that, no, not yet, not yet. Um, I am, uh, I am now fascinated by this. Yeah, uh, we gotta by this. Gotta see what happens. But, but HOA is anyone else in your HOA have a Peloton though? (laughs) Stop, stop. The Peloton, so what? Be, the Peloton will be inside my house. I'm not, not asking <laughs> HOA about a Peloton. That's hilarious. So how anyway. do you guys? How do you guys know? You just said he was your old friend from. Yeah, like it's like since like nine years old. <laughs> like, like oh, nice. Yeah, we uh yeah. We, we grew up together uh in in Richmond. Um, and then like a, a few years after we met, I, I moved into his neighborhood. Um, <laughs> we were like you know walking bike distance away from each other. So nice. yeah, our dads, our dads are friends. Our dads like, like the first time I remember meeting Steve, like we went on our dads went on like a golf trip to Myrtle Beach. So our like yeah. two families, right, uh, went down to Myrtle Beach, and Steve and I just played uh, Legends of Zelda uh, <laughs> nonstop in the uh, oh. in the hotel. Right. Nice. That was like like the first few yeah. years of just staying up like r- ridiculous hours playing video games. For the most part. Yes. It's all like of the best relation, like the best friendships do begin. <laughs> That's like, real. I just remember going back and being like, man, me and Dave played a lot of Battle Toads. A lot of Battle Toads. Oh, Battle Toads. <laughs> yeah, Steve. We used to play Goldeneye until like oh, I just, Steve was just too it. good at it. So I was just like, <laughs> I just, just I just stopped playing. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. Like there's no like there's nothing I can do. Because Steve would just, like, whatever, like, he would just play it all the time. Right. Like, because he had, the, he had the game. Like, I didn't have, I didn't have Goldeneye. Right. So, like, uh, I would go so to Steve's unfair. house and play. Right. So, like, whatever, whatever we played, Steve would just, like, destroy me. And I was like, I'm, I'm through with this. So then, <laughs> uh, then we, like, we had, like, other games that we were, like, more evenly matched. I remember there was one time Wrestling. we played, uh. Oh yeah, it, WCW versus NWO on yeah. Nintendo 64 was like was we had some battles, and then Steve and I just Nitro? got so good. We got insanely. Good. It was we got so good playing each other. They had the thing where you could do two on two, like two versus two. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Steve yeah, and yeah. I would just Tag go team. like, yeah, we just go run, run, run people. Like we probably could have, we probably could have <laughs> competed if there were like if there were esports <laughs> leagues. <laughs> at WCW that time, versus... Steve and I would be all up on Twitch playing WCW versus NWO, <laughs> like just murking people left and right. It would, oh. We would have, like, we went to one, we went to like one event or whatever where they had that game, and Steve and I just got on the sticks and never left. Like, we just, oh, we man. just. Like it was like whoever was like who was like whoever was in charge was just like y'all y'all need to just stop. We were just just <laughs> toying with people. I got so excited just, when we walked in there playing that game. Like when we walked in there playing that game, I'm just like, yes, like this is where I belong. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
this is yeah. my moment. And we were like, we kind of rolled up all meek too. Like, yeah, can we can we get next? Like, can we, can we, <laughs> who's it? Razor Razor it, Ramon. Who's that? Is Razor it? Ramon, Kevin Nash. <laughs> who's our? I think my dude was. I think I loved. Uh, Sting, I loved dude. Sting. So yeah. Sting gotta be was Sting. like Sting one of was my like players. One of Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. You got the Scorpion yeah. Splash. Sting was great. Was coming in like pull like, baseball bat. What is this? What is this game? Like, who are these characters? Which one should I pick? Yeah, I don't know who I should do. And then, like, within <laughs> half an hour, it's like De- just talking ridiculous Di- amounts of trash. Diamond Dallas Page. Who's <laughs> um? We're we're wrapping up. So Courtney is obsessed with BTS, and yeah, they, they just released it. Portal. Yeah, they just released a. Uh, uh, I guess they released a song last week, uh-huh. um, and then they just dropped a new video tonight uh, as well. I guess it's a remix of the song already. So <laughs> she she is yeah. losing her mind, but because I was gonna watch it on the computer and or listen to it on my whatever, and then my, no, friend texted me, my friend texted me. My friend texted me and said it's a new video. Oh. Well, okay, so she's gonna be up all all night doing that. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just dying to the uh, K-pop. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm no, not gonna I mean, lie. Last week, I got she really had a party. into Korean dramas recently, so like, I can't talk too much smack. Oh god! Now we're gonna go. <laughs> Wait, no, which ones? No, no I love Korean dramas. Dude, drama. Goblin is probably, Goblin's amazing. Goblin, Goblin's probably one of the best shows that's ever been made. I'm gonna watch the the one. Uh, I uh, it's okay to not be okay. I think that's the next one I'm going to watch. But I only get I one like good. show that like that that just that bothers Annie at a time. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, me too. Same, literally. So, so I'm literally like, right making... now it's Gotham. When that's over, then I'll do one. Uh, I'm I'm currently forcing my wife to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. So uh... <laughs> I'm on season three. I think, or no, season two. I'm midway through season two of the Avatar. Yeah, um, I, yeah, because it pops, not, it pops on and off on Netflix every now and again, and it's on now because they just yeah. struck that Nickelodeon deal. So I've been hyped. <laughs> It'll be like my like third rewatch. No big deal. Yeah. I definitely am a lawyer and do things and don't just watch a lot of television. <laughs> I don't have a podcast where I just talk about television. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. We just we just gotta have you back on because yeah yeah there's gonna be be more more to discuss but we're we're almost near like the two hour mark good god <laughs> all right yeah I gotta run anyway because I gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's well past my time my pitch got pushed back but uh, I, I have to help like another friend with her pitch right. I have, I have ten hearings tomorrow so <laughs> <laughs> not board. joking all right. yeah he does <laughs> this was a pleasure. Yeah, no, hey, we'll have to chop nice it up in you. person. I'm planning on making a trip out to Milwaukee slash Chicago and like, yes. oh, I'll make yes. some ribs. Yes, he's good at that. <laughs> I would love that. I love ribs. I love ribs. Yeah, man. Thanks oh, for so thanks for uh, coming on. I think this was yeah. uh, was a great time. Um, yeah, it was fun. Just make sure I don't get fired or in trouble. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, later. I have, to work, I have to work with these people. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, take yeah. care man alright alright man y'all take it easy alright bye see it. that was a good time that was Jay Jameson um, hope you guys enjoyed that we will be back again very shortly 
we still have to do our traditional traditional recap episode. <laughs> you're just gonna it might come tons- out a little wonky. We might do it Saturday. So okay. yeah, it might go out Saturday. But you're gonna get tons of content this week. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Superman Lois Lane. Bye guys. Have a good one.